Season 3, Episode 13, Why Millennials Should Care About Homemaking. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. A question that we get a lot is, why should we care about homemaking? Who cares anymore? I think that homemaker just has that negative connotation. So choosing the title for this podcast, I think both homemaker and millennial both kind of have negative (laughs) connotations. So it's been a bit polarizing. Um, A lot of people think back to like the 50s housewife a la June Cleaver, but it's 2018. No more are the days of a repressed housewife. And I also don't think it's a bad thing to take pride in your home. And now I can, I'm pretty sure I can speak for myself and for Jackie in saying that our definition of a homemaker isn't just cooking and cleaning, but exactly. it's other things. It's the art of homemaking, like decorating, hostessing, um, taking pride in the food that you're making. It's quilting. There's a lot that goes into it besides just making sure that your house is clean and that tummies are fed. <laughs> Although those are both very key parts to homemaking, yeah, I agree. It's definitely not all of it. And it's also not so much, you know, in the 50s, The when you said homemaker, it was stay-at-home wife, mm-hmm. take care of the kids, spend all your time cleaning. And now we have jobs outside the home and we're still homemakers. It's not mutually exclusive. And I also want to, I think, point out before we really dive into this is Jacqueline and I are both women, so I think we have a different angle on this, but there are male millennial homemakers. And if you are one of them and you have any specific reasons why you personally care about Mm -hmm. homemaking, please let us know because we'd love to hear from you. And I think that too, like you don't even have to be married to be a homemaker. No, not at all. You could have a different situation. You can be, have roommates. You can be living with someone, whatever it is. Like you could even be by yourself. Right. You can be by yourself. You can even have a maid and still be considered a homemaker in my opinion. So there's all these different, basically being a homemaker in my opinion is taking pride in the space that you live. And that could have a lot of different definitions and like different things that go along with that. But like taking pride in the space that you've created that you live in. I agree. And that's actually the perfect point. We asked, or Jacqueline asked in Mm -hmm. our Facebook group for some of our, some of you guys, our listeners and our community members to share why you guys specifically care about homemaking. And the very first one was from Allison. And that's exactly what she said. She said, my reasons for caring about homemaking are very similar to my reasons for the importance of self-care. While the body is our temple, the home is where we dwell. Mm -hmm. I want to take care of that space much like I take care of myself. I have pride in how I look and I have pride in how my home looks. That, that was such a good comment. We had some great comments. We had a few people, like I know Dottie, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure someone else talking about how they almost treated how their home is um, to be presentable as like a ministry. That way people could come over and they could entertain and mm-hmm. have like a sense of community was kind of like the theme that I got a lot from our comments. Absolutely. And it was also a lot about balance too, because like I said, a lot of us have jobs outside the home or in the home working for yourself. 
I think Lindsay, Lindsay had a really good comment, if I can find it. That's important for her, yeah, to carry on traditions and that she has a full-time job, but that she hopes that she can keep up her skills to teach her daughters someday. Right. Katie commented, and she said basically the same thing of keeping it show ready and like always a space to entertain. So that way, if people want to come over, they don't ever have to say no. I like that. The dreaded cuss word, no. Such a Southern thing to say. I know. I thought that was so cute. <laughs> and, and then the- uh, Samantha like really resonated with me because she said her job and her relationships are stressful and they're hectic and her job is where she finds that balance. And so if it's a stressful place, she's just going to be in a bad space and Mm -hmm. keeping her house running smoothly and looking good is a way to one, express herself and to give her that relaxation she needs. And obviously those people who commented, they listen to our podcast every week or else I think they do. (laughs) (laughs) They tell us they do at least. They're in our Facebook group. And so they really understand what it means to be a millennial homemaker. But I feel like this episode is kind of for anyone who, this would be like a good first episode to listen Mm -hmm. to. If you stumbled on us or one of your friends were like, you should listen to these girls and you're like the millennial homemakers, that sounds stupid. And in case y'all don't know, Jackie and I don't discuss kind of what we prepare for each episode beforehand. So that way you can listen to a genuine conversation. (laughs) We discuss a topic and like a general outline usually, but this time we didn't even get an outline. So um, we might have some overlap, but, or just agree with each other. Probably going to be a lot of just agreeing with each other. Yeah, we'll probably just go back and forth between like some of the reasons why we care about homemaking and why I think that you should care about homemaking too, no matter who you are, no matter how old you are. But especially if you're a millennial, I would say. I agree. So my number one reason, which I know, Jackie, that you had this one too, but it's all about tradition. And some of our community members touched on that, but just like carrying, passing on recipes. And if you think back to before social media, before the internet, it was a lot of, like they say, like old wives tale. I mean, but that's so true because it was a lot of oral tradition passed on within your family. You had your secret recipes, whatever. Mm-hmm. So just passing on the way that your mom was raised, the way that your grandmother was raised and kind of those rituals in a way, it's just like our family tradition and heritage. And what I really love, I'm so glad you specifically mentioned like oral history and like Mm -hmm. passing it down that way, because the fact that we're doing this as a podcast is another way to carry on that tradition because we're sharing with you guys our recipes and we're not Mm -hmm. just sending them to you over email or on a blog. We're actually talking to you about them and what we've changed or what we would try next time and things like that. And that I think is a lot with the tradition. There's a lot of recipes out there where I love that no one wrote down the recipe. Mm -hmm. They just know how to do it. Anytime my mother-in-law tries to teach me how to cook, she like sends me directions and I'm like, this doesn't taste right. It doesn't look yeah. right. And she's like, oh, I always forgot. I always do such and such. I'm like, well, too late now. Right, like come over next time and I'll cook with you. It's just such exactly. a, it's such a community activity, like all these, all of homemaking because it yeah. is passed down that way, like visual. And I love that. That is true. We're kind of building our own little oral history. I like to think mm-hmm. about it that way. And also too, with a podcast, I just feel like your personality comes out. Like, you know, you can make anything look pretty, but to me, it's the heart and the soul behind it. And that's like what makes the pie taste good. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Tradition is like my number one thing. Passing on traditions, heritage, 
the U.S. is such a mixing pot of cultures that mm-hmm. if you have any, I know I have a lot of Cuban recipes of my family. And so it's stuff that my husband's never had before and stuff like that. And so that's all been passed down because that's what I grew up eating. That's what my mom right. grew up eating, you know, that's because that's what my pop-up grew up eating. So I love that. Okay. So what's your other after tradition? What would be your second reason? So the other one, my, my next one is a little more pragmatic and a home is like a business. I mean, you have income coming in because mm-hmm. you're working and you have expenses to pay because you have bills. And so someone has to make sure all of that stuff happens. And just like a business, if you don't have someone running the house, it's going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And so you need someone, even though, I mean, you and your husband, you and your roommate, you can both be homemakers. But the fact that somebody in that house, whether it's both of you or one of you, has to step up and say, this is everything that needs to be done. Because no matter what, you have to have food, whether you go out or you go grocery shopping, mm-hmm. your bills have to be paid. So you always have a roof over your head and, you know, um, hot water. And you have to come home to a clean house so that you're not getting sick and you're not, you know, getting depressed because a dirty house can Mm -hmm. lead to like mental health issues. And so by being a homemaker, you're making sure that everything that has to get done gets done so that your household is running smoothly and efficiently. My next point is very, very similar to that. And that is that by taking pride in your home and by like labeling yourself a homemaker is that you'll actually end up saving money because you're a good steward of your resources. So you're taking care of what you have, which is such a good habit to get into in any aspect of your life, Mm -hmm. making things last longer, cleaning them, just maintenance. And then also you'll save money because you'll actually want to hang out at home (laughs) and you'll want to, and you'll want to try a new recipe. And we all know that cooking and going to the grocery store now, sometimes arguably if it's just for one or for two, can be about the same if you're eating cheaper food. But if you're making healthy food, food that's helpful for your body, then cooking at home is going to be way more rewarding and be a better steward of your resources. Kudos for the correct usage of healthful. Thank Thank you, you. Mrs. Jones. Yes. Thank you to our (laughs) English lit teacher. (laughs) (laughs) She drilled that into our heads. Yeah, I agree. It definitely saves you money, even if you don't realize it short term, Mm -hmm. long term, you definitely will. When you realize you have the energy for one and the money to go out and actually live life. Yeah. And you just, and you don't mind being at home. You're not stuck at home. You enjoy the space that you're in. So, right. Another reason I am a huge advocate of homemaking is like you mentioned, kind of with traditions is the community that's involved, Mm -hmm. whether it's because you're sharing recipes or even more so hostessing. If you're keeping up your house and you're proud of what your house looks like, even if it's not, you know, 100% decorated, it doesn't have to be spotless all the time, but you still are proud of what it is. You want to have people over and having people over creates a community with your friends, with your family, your neighbors, whoever you have over to create bonds and friendships that are going to last so long. And if you weren't proud of your house, you'd be like, oh, well, no, let's not do anything. Instead, you could very happily be like, hey, come on over. I've got a casserole in. And I just want to say, because we haven't said this yet, but neither Jackie or I claim to be perfect homemakers. But the fact that it's a priority. 
in our life. So even if we're not doing it all the time where there's both have dogs, there's like dog hair in the corner, you know, like right now as we're recording this, my husband has two friends and they're out on the uh, front porch, just hanging out. It's a beautiful May day in East Tennessee on the mountain. (laughs) So, you know, it's like you can be outside. So we're, we just have people over all the time. So, and I'm not saying that the house is spotless or that the fridge is stocked. Like I was before we press record, like before I went in here to record, this episode I was like hey y'all like I'm going to record the podcast but I'll get you I'll go to Pruitt's which is our little (laughs) grocery store and get you some food if you're hungry after (laughs) because we don't have snack food like what Um, so we're not saying you have to be perfect but it's just making it a priority and even if it's just mentally putting this as like an effort to me like that's important and I had the same point Jackie it's just like Mm -hmm. cultivating a community and then also making it a safe and serene place because you can control what goes on in your home other things other places you can't Mm -hmm. um whether that is people I don't know like speaking even harshly to each other it's like you can pretty much control the environment and so creating that space like I've always heard instead of building a higher fence make a longer table and I just feel like that's something that you can really put into practice in your home as much as the bad things that are happening outside we can create a nice meeting place in our house that everyone feels safe um and that's like something that's really nice and it's even safe just for you too right um you want to walk around pantsless while you're doing laundry and no one's home you know what I mean like that especially if you like live far enough back from the road that if your neighbors walk by and like look in your window they can't tell you're pantsless that's like the perfect situation it's a safe space so (laughs) with or without that was kind of my next point and I think that goes with what we were saying earlier is you don't have to be just a homemaker and even if I don't want to say just a homemaker because that sounds bad because if you are stay-at-home wife or stay-at-home mom that's you know way more what we all aspire to be which is a stay-at-home dog mom exactly (laughs) all of the benefits not as much as the of the work because being a stay-at-home mom has got to be one of the hardest things in the world because you're mm-hmm. working 24 seven. You don't get a break where I get to leave the office at five and not think about it till the next morning. Mm-hmm. But this goes to, if you do work from home and you also make homemaking a priority, if your house is that serene place, you're going to feel better. You're going to be more excited to go to work because it doesn't drain you because you can go home and be re-energized because it's serene. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of random. I'm a huge believer in psychology of colors. My entire house is blue, which is partially because as you guys know, Jacqueline and I both love blue and white, (laughs) But (laughs) but it's also because it's a very serene and peaceful color. And I want everyone that enters my house, whether it's after a day of work, whether it's friends coming over for dinner, whatever, everyone who comes in my house to feel comfortable and relaxed and like they can be themselves. And I think the the colors and what you decorate your home with can really affect that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next point is this point that we drive home so many times. We have so many episodes. We have one episode completely all about the subject. And that is that your home, it should be a priority because 
it reflects who you are as a person and your personal style. And it's a way that you can use inanimate objects Mm -hmm. to reflect personality traits and stuff like that. So to me, it's showing your personal style. If you need help defining what that is, then listen to our episode. We'll put it in the show notes what episode it is. I don't remember. I think it was in the season, wasn't it? Um, no, I think it was season two. It was last season? Yeah, I think it was last, it was last season. season. But defining your personal style, we really help you figure out what that is. But um, that way, when people come in, they can kind of know immediately whose house it is mm-hmm. and feel comfortable. And it's just, you're going to feel more comfortable if it reflects your style. Yeah. You want it to make it a place that you want to be in. That kind of goes back to creating that serene space. A lot of mine kind of overlap, but just it's a physical place to like, you know, when I walk into Jackie's house, I just think like, this is so Jackie, you know, and I mm-hmm. hope that when people walk in my house, they think, oh, this is so Jacqueline. I do. I don't know what other people think. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten good feedback. So. Good. But you know, so it's a place for you to um, show that off, show off that style. Absolutely. So I think another reason to prioritize homemaking is because of the memories you can make. Because mm-hmm. I think if you don't prioritize homemaking, you end up spending a lot more time cleaning mm-hmm. because you're not making an effort until it has to be done. And then when you have people over, you're stressed that they're going to notice that everything's mm-hmm. stuck in the shower so that no one sees it. Or whatever, instead of actually enjoying the moment you're in and enjoying the company you're with. Yeah, doing a little bit each day is like my best advice Mm -hmm. for keeping your house like overall, like you're not gonna cry and like hide (laughs) in the corner when you're someone comes over and be like, I'm gonna act like we're not home because I really can't come in and see how messy it is. Doing a little bit each day is the best way for me and like I cannot wait until the day that I can have a maid come and then not Um, have to worry about it at all well like just like once every like two weeks just do the deep scrub I'm fine with like the tidiness with animals oh my goodness the hair especially the German shedder not shedder (laughs) it's a little insane I used to growing up it kind of drove me crazy how clean our house was all the time and my room was (laughs) never clean and now I understand it. Now, my house is still not as clean as my mom kept her house. But I now understand at least making your house look clean yeah. all the time because you never know who's going to show up. Or, you know, we had last year when there was hurricanes in Florida, my mom called and said, your grandpa's on the way up. We don't have enough beds. <laughs> Can he stay with you tonight? And all we had to do is make sure that the sheets were clean in the guest room because everything else was tidy. You had some Irma refugees. Yes. Yes, we did. It was an interesting weekend. I guess I have two more points. So my second to last point is that making homemaking a priority and just enjoying homemaking type things is practicing skill. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to become a better cook. You're never going to become a better hostess. You're never going to become more crafty if you don't just try. It is an art. Yep. Cooking is an art. Baking, which I'm not good at but I just buy baked things, <laughs> is an art. Hostessing, table decorations, decorating your house. There's so many things. So just by making a priority and partaking in these activities, you're practicing and then, you know, practice makes perfect. And it also lets you learn new skills. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you're not a good baker, but you want to be or you want to try baking, you 
you have, you've built a community or you have people in your life that can help you, that can give you recipes, and then you can learn how to do it. You can learn how to make, you know, right. a recipe yeah. yours, make it better or whatever. And I mean, it's never a bad thing to learn something new. And I think with homemaking, you constantly are. And with practicing too, like if, if you don't practice, then how are you going to pass on those traditions? Exactly. Like how are you going to suggest to a friend, oh, I have a recipe for you to make or I have this trick or whatever. You want to like kind of own it. And so if you want to create a legacy for yourself or family members or just passing it on to friends, I know I had a roommate, she had German grandparents and she would make Wiener schnitzel all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I got to, and we still do one of their traditions, which was hiding a pickle ornament in the Christmas tree. So that was something that she taught me and it was a German thing. And I've taken that on too. So I'm not just saying it has to be to kids or to spouses, but just other people that you cohabitate. Is that the right word? Yeah. Cohab, whatever you live with (laughs) or your neighbors or your friends and just passing on traditions. I love that. And I love the the sharing of traditions too, because it's not like, you know, when I think passing on, I think kids, but like that sharing and. Right. Well, it's the cultivating of the community, which is what you touched on earlier. And just that, I know, I feel like this episode is like so serious, but it's just something, I mean, we obviously have a whole podcast (laughs) on this and that's like the whole podcast is called the Millennial Home. It's kind of surprising we haven't talked, like we talked about it briefly when we announced our name change, but we didn't go in depth about it. And so, well, and also I just feel like people, why, why do you even care? But it's so, it's something that's so important and it just adds so much to your life. I feel like if you start prioritizing, same thing that we've gotten feedback from like the capsule wardrobe, which is about your personal style Mm -hmm. and defining your outfits is people have been like, it's just made me think about my clothing choices Mm -hmm. and my buying choices so differently than just buying what's trendy or buying something for an event. It made me really like realize that I have holes in my wardrobe that I need to fill. So it's just something I feel passionate about, obviously, but it is fun and being present over perfection or what, you know what I mean? It like, don't, don't obsess over being perfect or else you're never going to have people over. Exactly. Exactly. Cause there's going to be a dog like a piece of dog fur on the floor. And if you're trying to be perfect, you're not going to want people over when that's the case. Right. But just prioritizing it. Absolutely. And did you say you have one more? Oh, yeah. Did you not have another one? No. We got all mine. (laughs) My last one is that by caring about homemaking and by making your space nice is that you are living life on your own terms. Yes. Because you have total control. Now, if you have other people living in your house, maybe not so much, but at least in your room, your space, you have control to eat healthy. You have control to only surround yourself by things that make you happy and watch things, have music playing that you like, whatever it is, but you are living life on your own terms. You're hashtag adulting (laughs) and create that space that you always wish that you had growing up or if you're introverted, you have that space to recharge. Or if you're extroverted, you have that space to entertain. So it all kind of comes down to being your own person and just creating a physical space that reflects who you are or who you want to be. And I think with that, as you evolve as a person, your homemaking is going mm-hmm. to evolve, which means your decor is going to evolve. And it's one of those things, homemaking isn't a like end-all be-all. It's, it's <laughs> going to evolve with you. It's going to grow with you. And so yeah. you can make it what you want. And we talk, we have so many episodes like similar to this that I think this one's just like a good 
all encompassing. Mm -hmm. Why should you care about this podcast? Why should you listen to this podcast? It doesn't matter who you are, what gender, Mm -hmm. what your relationship status is that the whole idea of keeping a home or whatever you want to call it, these kind of domestic arts, what was it called? Home at (laughs) arts is just, um, it's so important. And it's really growing up or in college, like if I would go over to someone's house, and they just did such a good job, like their food was so good, or um, their house was decorated really cute, it just kind of leaves that impression. And you just like you said, making memories, it's just something that like, I want to strive to do our listeners strive to do and I think everyone should strive on some level and hey, you can pay experts to where you lack as well. Exactly. I think get a maid, (laughs) get take out, whatever. And I think it all comes down to living your best life, no matter who you are, or like you said, like who you live with or what you do outside the house. If you want to put your best foot forward in every situation, so why is your home any any different? Exactly. Well, mental health is, I know, like, if I let my house get junky, and I don't know if it's a correlation or a causation, Mm -hmm. but I definitely notice when I feel down in the dumps or kind of a little bit depressed, whatever it is that my home reflects that. So I don't know, like, if they, like, feed off each other or one causes the other, or I think it's a combination of both. It probably is, yeah. It is so important. It makes you feel so much better. I'm so much more productive if my house is clean than if I'm in a messy place. So, especially because to me, if I like know I have to do something, and if part of my house is dirty, I'm going to clean that instead of doing whatever I have to do. And so, if I keep it pretty tidy, I don't have any excuses to put that other stuff off. Just like can pile up and it can get me really down sometimes. So, and now it's like spring. Mm-hmm. So I just did spring cleaning. So I'm pretty high off of that, I think. But yes. this is nice outside. We can actually enjoy the porch, stuff like that. Can but leave the doors open. Right. Exactly. So there's a lot of nice things, but I don't know. I think it's important. I hope that you think it's important. Chances are, if you're listening to our podcast, then it's a priority for you or you want to make it a priority. And yeah, that's all I have. And if you have not told us why you think it should be a priority or why you make it a priority, join our Facebook group, the Millennial Homemakers. We have a post already or start your own and tell us why it's important to you because we love to hear you guys. 100%. We have a closed Facebook group. So like all your friends won't get notified when you post it. And we keep it. We've never had an issue. And we accept everyone. And like we had one person post something spammy and we deleted them, but it was like a bot. It wasn't a real person. But we really have a great supportive community. And I love that people actually post real life photos and not like Pinterest blog photos, real life entry level budget starter homes or renting whatever your millennial stage is people post all sorts of stuff and it's like good just it's a good nurturing community and we've worked hard to keep it that way yeah so and you can also follow us on instagram i'm at jacqueline humble and jackie is at jv alexander 16 and then collectively we're at the millennial homemakers and um leave us a comment or i mean a review in the itunes store if you like this episode and Yeah, we'll be back next week with some more fun homemaking content. (laughs) And if you are interested in being part of our book club, our May meeting is going to be May 31st at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There will be a Google Hangouts. Make sure you RSVP 
on our Facebook group so that we can make sure you get that Google Hangouts list, a link. And this month we are reading My Husband's Wife and it is so good, y'all. You're not gonna wanna put it It down. was such a good book, you'll love it. Okay, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye.